Now, this is an organization whose sole purpose is to defend the Bill of Rights. So it naturally begs the question, why would a senator, his party's most powerful spokesman and a candidate for president, choose to reject upholding the Constitution? Now, if you can answer that question, folks, then you're smarter than I am, because I didn't understand it until a few hours ago. America isn't easy. America is advanced citizenship. You've got to want it bad because it's going to put up a fight. It's going to say, you want free speech? Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. You want to claim this land is the land of the free? Then the symbol of your country cannot just be a flag. The symbol also has to be one of its citizens exercising his right to burn that flag in protest. Now show me that. Defend that. Celebrate that in your classrooms. Then you can stand up and sing about the land of the free. Uno, dos, tres. It's been a really, really messed up week. Seven days of torture, seven days of bitter, and my girlfriend went cheated on me. She's a California Don, but it's time for me to quit her. La, 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 whatever. La, la. It doesn't matter, la la la, oh well, la 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 We're going at it tonight, tonight There's a party on the rooftop, top of the world Tonight, tonight And we're dancing on the edge of the Hollywood sign I don't know if I'll make it But watch how good I'll fake it It's alright, alright Tonight, tonight I woke up with a strange tattoo not sure how I got it, not a dollar in my pocket And it kinda looks just like you Mixed with Zach Galifianakis huh. La la la, whatever La la la, it doesn't matter La la la, oh well, well. La la la, we're going at it tonight Tonight, there's a party on the rooftop Top of the world tonight, tonight We're doing a little harmony, tell everybody it's me, Dave Jusko, on the Nightfly Podcast. How are you? And welcome to the After Election Day New President Special Edition. November 10th, 2020. What a crazy year! Wow! It's the Nightfly, everybody, and welcome to it. Glad to be here, glad to be with you, and... I'm just going to say, glad to have a new president. Waited to uh, tape on uh, uh, until there was one, as some sort of announcement. I'm recording this on uh, Saturday at 1 o'clock after there has been joyous celebration on the streets. In fact, it's so goddamn annoying, it woke me up today at 11.30. I was fast asleep until I heard, like, clanking and banking and, and, and knocking and honking. And I'm like, what the hell is going of course, I opened my window like old man just got wood and said, what the hell is going on out there? Will you people shut up? I'm trying to sleep over here. <laughs> well, they were all partying. It is New York City, after all, and they were all uh, thanking their makers that there was a brand new sheriff in town after a very tumultuous couple of days. And welcome to the show, everybody. I am Dave Juskow. Well, I will tell you this uh, personally. Personally, I have had a rough couple of days because, listen, you know, I don't know 
why you listen to this show. I mean, I I, I do know why. We we talk about uh, old television shows and we talk about New York City and it's super fun. Of course, that's why we listen. But I don't know who's uh, how many people's political views. And normally we don't even really talk about politics very much. And I think I've made it very clear being a registered Republican, but uh, a definite person that votes when voting happens for the best candidate that there is to vote for. That's the kind of American I am. I am a registered Republican, but I will vote Democrat when necessary and Republican when when I feel it's warranted then. That's the way it should be. And sometimes when you hear the people um, on the news and they're like, well, the Democrats really came out, I'm like, well, you know, so did the Republicans. Now, you all know I voted for Biden. I chose to vote Democratic this year because that was the right choice. Now, I've made it very clear on this podcast that I've never been a Trump hater. And uh, 50% of the friends and family that I know are Trump supporters, supporters, not just non-haters. And the other 50% and maybe 75% actually are Trump haters. So it is a strange life that I lead, which apparently the people in my life don't seem to understand. You know, they say, well, how can you even speak to any of those people? Well, it doesn't bother me because, you know, even though I am a low information voter and not very bright, I mean, I'm not saying it just to get any, no, you're bright. Um, Listen, I, I don't understand a lot of stuff. I don't. I can't comprehend a lot of stuff. I can obviously comprehend every TV show or chick movie that's ever been made. I can recite the lines in a second, but my brain seems to stop working when people are talking about uh, healthcare or finance or <laughs> anything like that. It's just not the way my brain is is at this point wired to uh, to take in information. So when my friends, <clears throat> as you know, which makes me angry, scream at me about uh, you know, just trying to listen to both sides. It makes me angry, of course, as it would anybody. Why do we have to be forced into voting uh, just because you say so? But I have to tell you this, and I'm sorry if uh, I, I don't think any of my listeners really care. I mean, I know there's a lot of Trump supporters out there, but I'm just going to say it right now. On Tuesday night, on Election Day, at 2.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, President Trump, our United States President Trump, came out and said one of the most horrifying things I've ever heard in my life. And now I'm a Trump hater. I'm a hater. Now, good timing for me. I mean, I did last the whole presidency. But think about this. For four years, I was able to put up with all the nonsense. And I thought it was funny. And it was funny. And I and I I didn't really care. And I'm like, well... You know, he's not doing a horrible job, and I don't know what everybody's upset about. But I guess, listen, like uh, Andrew Shepard said in the the opening, uh, you know, like, I I just didn't get it. And apparently, even though it took, maybe it didn't take that long, because I did vote the other way, it took me four years to, to get it, for me to be enlightened on what a very dangerous, dangerous, selfish man this is. Now, I know... Most people already know this, but I'm unfortunately, I'm sorry. I'm just getting it. 
I don't, I don't know what happened, but when, when he was speaking on election day, when he started, things started to unravel for him and he came out and said there's fraud and that, you know, we have basically inciting violence, I started to get nervous and panic. I didn't care who won the election. If he won, I would have been okay with it. But now I, my God. I mean, I was, at that point, I have been watching election coverage all night, all day, watching that map, which is completely riveting, watching them try and get him to 270 and and being fair and impartial. If you're watching CNN now on Tuesday night, I was watching Fox and CNN. So I'd like to see both sides. But after he made that speech at 2.15 saying, we're going to fight this, there's fraud, everything, you know, we're going to take it to court. I was like, wow, how did I not see this before? Not only is this man insane, but he's selfish because he clearly doesn't care. He doesn't care about us. He only cares about himself. And I I, I know everybody's saying, I talked to Sarah Silverman last night, you know, and I, I she wasn't anything like, well, now you see, it wasn't like that. I left her a message. I'm like, you know, you might have been right about this guy. She's like, your message was so funny. I think my friends understand that, I, you know, sorry it took so long, but what can I tell you? I, I don't know. I'm just getting it now. Because the selfishness of the fact when you lose the election, you lost. It's over. This portion is terrifying. All I was picturing in my head is that some of his crazy supporters, and I'm not talking about you know, my friends are going to go to the voting polls with machine guns and just gun everybody down like you see in the movies. Like they would do to a, like a, a bunch of scientists or something at the opening of a movie or something, you know? I mean, that's, that's what was scaring the shit out of me. And he was inciting all that. That's our president of the United States. And it made me very, very uncomfortable. And then I was heavily rooting for Biden, my God. Because, because I don't know why it took just this. But it's like, I know he's a sore loser, and I, I get all that. And I've always thought everything he was doing was kind of brilliant, in a way. Fake news? I mean, we've been talking, I'll stick by that. The most brilliant thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't, uh, don't want to hear it, so it's fake news. I mean, it's like a little boy would do. It's like what I would do. And it's absolutely brilliant. And, and coming out with that and saying all that is great. But I'll tell you this. If, if one of my friends was going to start spinning what you do about the election and the election process and that for some reason he, you know, there's some sort of fraud and, and it, the craziness, I'm, I am then going to be one of those people and I'm not going to be able to listen to you because that is truly insane. The election process is not rigged, although he tried to rig it. Now I get it. That's why he was like telling everybody to vote in person and not by mail. And that's why he tried to stop the mail and hired a new post office. I mean, he had this plan all along. And then as it turns out, all the Biden people voted by mail and he doesn't want them counted. I know you all know this already, but I guess I just didn't get it. And it's terrifying. And what's going to happen in these next few months is terrifying to me, too. And you hope, again, as a Republican, and I'll tell you, last night I was so upset that I joined this group called Republicans Against Trump. I saw this woman on CNN, and I, it, I know it's late to join, <clears throat> but I wanted to show, they, they were like, if you want the Republican Party back to where the, 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 the Republicans of Lincoln, Eisenhower, and Reagan, you know, and wanted to go back to where it's normal 
people and there's just two normal parties, Republicans and Democrats, and not this crazy religious stuff and all this nonsense. That's why I registered as a Republican. I still think Ronald Reagan is the greatest. And although some of my friends might not understand, he was an amazing president. And I registered as a Republican because of Ronald Reagan. And so I joined that party because I didn't realize I didn't get it. And maybe I didn't care. And then you say that all these people came out to vote for him. And you're like, why? I guess they were like me. I don't know. I didn't think he did that bad a job. I'm, I'm on unemployment, and I guess it's while he's president. Now, we're, now I do know, and this is why I voted for Biden, that you know, with regards to the coronavirus, he's done nothing. Now, I don't know whether Biden can fix that, but at least I say, which is why I voted for him, let's give someone else a chance to get things right. But now his chief of staff has the coronavirus, and they have a picture of him sitting there without wearing a mask. And he has these super spreader things, and it's like they've all gotten the coronavirus, and it's fucking scary. And now there's going to be another lockdown and another shutdown because it's spreading, because the president of the United States is saying it's over. I know. I'm late to the party. I get it. And if you're listening to this podcast and somehow disagree with all this, I, I, I don't understand. I'm just giving you the facts. I didn't understand the selfishness that he just cares about himself until Tuesday night. Can you believe that? The selfishness. No, no, no. I don't care about anybody. I don't care about those people working for free at the election booths, which sometimes my Aunt Judy would help out. She would be a pollster person. These people are working, and he's saying they're all frauds and they're all horrible. And that's, unfortunately, when I realized the selfishness. And maybe I'll lose some listeners today. I don't know. But but again, now I almost stand with my friends where I'm like, well, how, how can you not? I'm just, I'm giving you the absolute facts. And if you're actually going to sit there and say, no, no, but you don't understand. I'm like, no, I do understand. You can, There's no way you can spin this to talk about fraud just because you're losing. There's no way to spin it. I don't care if he legally wants a, you know, a, another a recount or anything like that. It's completely normal, especially when something's so close. But to say there's fraud just because you're losing and then say there's not fraud in Arizona because you're winning, well, you're obviously an insane, insane individual. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I mean, I just don't understand how some of the people around him, of course, I, I get it. But I really just picture like a movie in myself where, like, you know, you have all these people that are on your side until – the person does one last thing that's really insane and then they start to turn. Like, I don't think Jared Kushner or Ivanka are crazy. And listen, if it was my father, I would probably be shouting fraud too. It's my fucking father. So I'd be on board. Uh, and if I worked for the guy, I'd probably do the same thing because that's the kind of person I am. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I guess, I guess if I was in Nazi Germany and I was a Nazi, I'd probably go along with it because I would be, my brain isn't very bright. I would be thinking I'm doing stuff as a patriot and I'd be very confused. I'm a follower, which is, makes me upset with myself. And again, 
you know, sitting there saying Trump is a genius with the the uh, you know fake news and all that stuff. I mean, I say the same thing about Hitler many times, multiple times on this podcast. I mean, the fact of the matter is Hitler is the worst person ever, maybe ever. Well, maybe at least in our in the hundred years that we, you know, nineteen in the nineteen hundreds, whatever. I mean, because there's definitely people in history we just don't have documentation. You know, we just have stories passed down. But uh, it was pretty fucking bad. And yet, you can't deny his brilliance. Now, I'm not saying Donald Trump is a brilliant man. I, but, you know, you can't deny the brilliance of, of Hitler. I, again, we've talked about it before. I mean, a guy that is ugly, like really ugly, sitting up there and talking to the masses by the thousands about how we have to get rid of ugly people. I mean, that is goddamn brilliant. And for somebody like Donald Trump, who's not as smart as Hitler, to get up and say, all of this is fake news, well, that's fucking brilliant. (laughs) So making the comparison is crazy. But you know, what's funny is that because he didn't really have a plan for the coronavirus and told everybody it's over and wasn't wearing masks, he actually killed a lot of people too. Goddamn, again, I don't want to uh, make this a Trump bashing thing. I'm just glad he's gone. And I, I told you, I woke up today and I, I, I've been waiting for them to announce. I've been watching and watching. I can't believe it happened while I was sleeping. That's so unfair. And then at 1130 this morning, I hear, I thought it was another goddamn protest. I'm yelling out my window. Will you kids stop it? Everybody's clapping and yelling and hogging. But then I realized they it didn't even occur to me. I went downstairs to get the paper and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then it occurred to me. Because I couldn't see any protests. I couldn't. I was looking at the bridge. I was looking everywhere. I didn't see any lines. Then it finally occurred. Oh, right. They must have announced the new president. And thank God. And when you see Joe Biden talking, I'm telling you, I've been watching nonstop coverage. Like I'm sure a lot of you guys have. And when you see him talk like a normal person, like, listen, I'm going to be a president to even the people that didn't vote for me. Holy shit. I didn't even realize the sigh of relief that would come over me to have some form of normalcy. I told you on this podcast just two weeks ago, I loved the experiment of Donald Trump. I'll never not be okay with that. I liked the plan of having an outsider, but it's making me feel safe, even though I don't think my life will change just because Biden's president or anything, but it's making me feel safer having some normalcy back at the White House, because again, when the guy's at the White House and he's our president and he's kind of inciting violence by saying our election system is rigged because you're losing, that is a level of insanity that's next level. And again, I guess all my other friends saw it and I just didn't get it and didn't care because for me, you know me. I was like, look, he's the president. Stop trying to get him out of office. He won fair and square. Stop trying to get him out of office underhandedly in a way. You know, let, let, let him run his four years. Let him do what he's going to do. Let him, let, give him the room to let him have his four-year plan. I mean, this is all I've been saying for four years. So please, you know this. And then, you know, get him, elect him out of office, find somebody to beat him. And they absolutely, I mean, they, we know they settled. So voting for Biden was a vote against Trump. But yeah, now, so now 
I guess the reason I'm angry is because this is what I've been saying all along. You want to beat him, find somebody to beat him, beat him the proper American electric electoral way. And I guess because he wasn't letting that process happen, which is the only thing I was banking on with all my friends and all these Democrats yelling and screaming for four years. And then all of a sudden Donald Trump was like, no, this isn't the way it's done. I'm like, no, no, wait a minute. I, hey, I've been on your side for four years and this is the fair thing. They're getting rid of you the complete fair way. And now you're putting, now you're saying, you know, I've been on your side for four years and now you're telling me this is the way it's rigged. I'm really upset by it, really upset. And you know me and this podcast. And again, what did we say? Those polls were all going to be incorrect, and they were. And I don't know who the hell said it was going to be a landslide either way, but it was very obvious to me that wasn't going to be the case, and I'm sure it was. I don't know who the hell was saying that shit. We know the polls are always wrong. But, you know, whoever thought it was going to be a landslide, I mean, that's insane. That's insane. We know half of the people like Trump. So I, idiots, morons, you know, morons. No, Plato, Socrates, morons. Anyway, I mean, um, I'm just really glad I'm in a great, every, I'm, look, I'm looking outside as I'm recording. I'm seeing people in this, uh, it, where Donald Trump Jr. lives across the street from me, jumping up and down, celebrating, clapping joyfully as if, I mean, it is really funny. I mean, when I went outside today and saw all these people celebrating and clapping and in such good moods and talking to strangers, <laughs> talk to the guy who threads eyebrows outside and everybody's in such a good mood, it I could hear this song in the background. This song is from Return of the Jedi at the end of Star Wars when they when they when Darth Vader dies and the Empire is destroyed and the Rebel Alliance is free again and they're partying. I mean I and they're showing all the different planets celebrating that the Empire is over. It was like this outside on my block. If you live in a rural area, you probably didn't experience it. But I got to say, this was the one day I was really glad I lived in a crowded block in New York City. Everyone was celebrating. I, could, I swear I could hear this song in my, in my head. And then all of a sudden, it was the strangest thing. Darth Vader and Obi-Wan appeared to me. And Yoda. And I just gave them a smirk. And I'm like, right, fellas? Oh, my God. I swear to God, it was just so... There's such joy and jubilation going on. And I wouldn't have felt that way if it, if Tuesday nighty and, and then Wednesday to, to double down and just say... And the fact that he's going to fight this and... And then, you know, not leave office 
you know, willingly. I mean, this is insane. And we know he was going to do that anyway. But I, I guess I just in my mind said maybe he'll be a gentleman. I don't know what made me think that. It's making me so upset. <clears throat> His reaction just reminded me of so many different things and so many different movies I've seen over the years that it's just so disturbing here's another example uh you might remember robert de niro or should i say al capone's reaction when he found that he was going to go to jail it, it reminded me of this too i want you to switch the juries yes sir your honor i object <laughs> What did you tell him? I told him his name was in the ledger, too. His name wasn't in the ledger. Hey, wait, sir, wait, sir, what is this? Is this the law? What's going on over here? You're on. We are out of order. What's going on I over think here? That we I don't another. care what you think. Do something over here. I think that we have what do I look now? like to you? Huh? Do something. Do something. Order! Your Honor, we would like to withdraw our plea of not guilty... And enter a plea of guilty. This is the end of Donald Trump's presidency. It's the exact same scenario. Look at Robert De Niro's going crazy. And he looks like Giuliani. Why did he switch the jury? Yeah, they're trying to hold De Niro back and the untouchables. Your Honor, is this justice? I mean, it's 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 just it's exactly reminded me of that. And another De Niro um, wording of um, in uh, the movie Casino. The word was out. The bosses had enough for Nikki. They had enough. How much were they going to take? So they made an example of him and his brother. The bosses that had enough of of Trump, how much were they going to take? I mean, that's what I figure. Maybe some of his staff was just they're not going to kill him. I'm just saying it. Uh, you know, it's like they. I think they've all had enough. Even the the other Republicans are saying, "What the hell is the matter with you? Are you hoping they're going to step up and say, i 'I'm sorry.' I mean, that they have Rick Santorum on CNN saying, "What the hell's the matter with you? And this guy's crazy. And like this is the way the process works, dummy. Did you you didn't know how it worked? Enough of that today, right? It's just enough. I'll tell you, I was on um, an election show on the Comedy Cellar. It was just so so dull, but I was on and, you know, Noam, the owner of the Comedy Cellar, is so funny. He just likes everything so serious. And I'm like, why even having comics on at all then, you know? And, uh, I mean, it was fun, but and they let this girl on. Her name is Kate Herman. She's a model. She's gorgeous, but crazy. And I was so honored I was asked to be on as part of the comedy seller family. And then, and they have a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, pundits and people on and stuff and really important people and smart and professors and law professors and doctors on. And I was honored to be asked to be on. And then they let this girl, Kate Herman on. And she was at a bar completely hammered, couldn't work her phone. And they were like, Kate's here. And when her sound went on, she's like, Oh, yeah, and uh, no one was like, cut her off. And I was just like, well, you know, how, how did she get on? 
What you know? I worked pretty hard to be able to become a, a member of the Comedy Cellar. What the hell? She comes on and then she gets the opportunity. She comes on drunk. Now Esther Koo came on, and you can see this on YouTube. And she came on around right at the end of the thing, about a half hour before it went off. And she didn't. I guess she wasn't watching. I was watching it all night, the Comedy Cellar one. And she came on and she had prepared material. And she goes, "Hey, the states are turning blue, like Just Cow's balls." And no one was like Esther. And everybody was laughing, but he didn't find it funny. I mean, he found it kind of funny, but she just came out with prepared material about me, which was pretty funny. I, it was really funny, but they just didn't, I guess she didn't know how the show worked. She's like, oh, I'm on the Comedy Cellar, you know, election day. It's going to be like this. You can't blame her. She wants to come on the podcast and talk about it. I think maybe I'll have her on next week. It was pretty funny to come on with prepared material and not know how gnome runs his shows it was but that kate herman it bothered me so much i'm like well how does she get on just because she's pretty that doesn't seem very fair and then to just be that loaded and not know any better again it's not like she's 22 she's in her 30s i mean she's definitely an alcoholic but you know i've tried so hard to make a comeback from being a drunk and being kicked out of places that it makes me upset when i see people do it and not have the respect, you know, especially at a certain age. And also, uh, you know, maybe we'll uh, uh, go back to this later. And, and again, I'm, I'm sorry if uh, I'm not giving you the views you might want to hear, but I, I hope that everybody, uh, I hope that everybody who listens to this particular podcast understands uh, that, you know, it's ju- I'm just talking about the election process and, you know, if you're going to dispute that, I got a problem with you. I, you know, you're you're finished. It's over. You know, move. You you gotta. This is the way the system works. You lost. You lost, and you're and you're being very selfish about it. And now it's very clear to me, and unfortunately, it hasn't been that clear that you don't care about the American people. You only care about yourself. I know. So everyone else knew, but me. Because I gave him a chance. I was on your side. And you let me down as an American. And you made me look foolish, you know, in front of my friends. And that's what makes me upset. And, I, and I'm very uptight about it. And uh, I'm just, you know, glad... That he's that he's lost now, and now we've seen his true colors. And I know, you know, there are people out there going like, "Dude, his true colors have been showing the whole time." I'm like, "Well, I'm sorry, I didn't get it. I'm stupid. I'm one of the people. He got me. I would listen to what he had to say. I would listen to my friends and family who liked him. I wasn't listening to my other friends who were like, "Are you crazy? He's insane." I knew it anyway. I knew it. I just my whole mo about everything was like, "I don't care." He's the president of the United States. If, if, if You know, it's just like the beginning of that Aaron Sorkin speech. You have to have the right to burn the American flag. That's freedom. So you can say whatever you want about him. You can't tell me how I feel about it. He's the president of the United States. He deserves his four-year term. And if you want him out, you do it the right way. And, and if he's impeding the process then I'm going to get angry because I fought for you, but you lost fair and square in the American democracy way. 
And if you want the laws changed to, you know, you don't like the electoral college or all that stuff, you should have planned that out four years in advance and put some sort of law in saying, let's change it. And then there would have been a discussion. And if that's not the way we want to do it, we have to do it in advance. But you can't do it on election day. Everybody already knows this already. I'm sorry. I had to get it out of my system. I've just been sitting here by myself since Tuesday. Well, Wednesday I went out. But hopefully, I mean, and, and Wednesday I went out and there were protests. And I'm like, protest about what? What are we protesting? There was all these, I was down in Washington Square Park and there's all these, there's 500 people there. And I'm like, what are you guys protesting? Nobody's won yet. What What are you getting ready to protest? Are you expecting Trump to win? What the fuck are we protesting? There's so many goddamn protests. Protests have lost all their luster. And meanwhile, of course, it affects me. Because they close off 6th Avenue. I can't get my car out of the goddamn garage. I can't put it back in. Because everybody's gone insane. You're protesting about what? They're not protesting. And they're spitting at cops. They let this dumb twat spit in the cop's face. And they released her? No way, man. That ain't cool. You don't spit in a cop's face when you're at a protest. And they're just sitting there. There's a picture. The cop is standing perfectly still, and this Indian woman spits in his face, and they let her go with a slap on the wrist. I'm sorry, but you have to respect the police department until, again, they come up with another plan. Those cops are trying to keep everybody under control. And you know what happened? Some The, the, the protest was hijacked. You can read all about it on Wednesday in Washington Square Park. And a couple of troublemakers came in and started starting fires. Yes, it was a peaceful protest. But the police were there, thank God, because then they were hijacked by a bunch of people, that the, the same people that go looting, same people why everybody had to be boarded up. Who knows who those people are? And thank God the police were there, right? And this woman's spitting in their face. What's she spitting in their face for? And then they, they got pictures of her on a boat, you know, Instagramming, like, yeah, I get arrested all the time. And she's just living her life as an American, enjoying the spoils and then not appreciating why she's allowed to like lounge on a boat and not be, you know, whatever, something bad happened to her. I mean, it's just really, really disheartening. The police are doing the best they can for Christ's sakes. I mean, they were all over the place in the West Village on Wednesday. And me and Atel, like, we, we felt safe. I know other people feel opposite, but I don't know what the hell's the matter with those people. I get it. I get it. There's... There's a discrepancy. I told you, I I watched that show Woke. And it was very uplifting and interesting. I mean, uh, you know, I'm getting getting both sides. That's what I do. I try and listen to both sides. But there are also good cops, and thank God there are cops. I'm not black, so it's easy for me to say this. And I certainly know how it works with the black people, and I know a lot of cops, and I know how they feel. But unfortunately, it's like, you know, a lot of the 90% of the run-ins, I guess they have her with black people, so then they distrust all black people. And certainly, uh, we know how it is, because that's the way it is with the Jews. You get a couple of Jews that don't tip properly, and all all of a sudden, all the Jews are known for not tipping. That's how it works. And it's going to be that way for a long time, until we find world peace. 
Oh, well, I mean, listen, it's uh, after election. What, are we not going to talk about that? What kind of podcast would it be? It's like my new material. I'm like, what am I? I'm going to go do comedy, and I'm not going to talk about COVID? We're sitting there in cars because of a, a national, a, a world virus that's killing people, and I'm going to sit up there and talk about, uh, <laughs> um, hey, did you see Columbo last night on MeTV? They, it was the one with Jack Cassidy. I mean, that would be insane. I told you, I might not be the smartest person in the world, but I think I can read the room once in a blue moon. No, you got I had to change all my material. I was trying to tell this girl on Cara, this is Amelia, the guy who owns the New York Comedy Club, his wife, and I'm like, on Cara, you can't just talk about your husband and, and your relationship with your husband. You're going to have to. This is Dave Juskow saying this. Dave Juskow only talks about the $6 million man on stage. And once this happened, said, you know what? You're going to have to talk about the virus. No one cares about anything else anymore. This is really fucked up. It's affecting everyone. It's not like a, a war or September 11th, which is devastating, and it kind of affects everybody, but this really does affect everybody because everybody can get the virus. I know that's weird in the way I put it, but you know what I'm saying. So how do you not talk about it? You're just going to talk about my husband. is. I'm like, nobody wants to hear those jokes anymore. You put them at the end, but you got to. You got to mention the virus and how it affected you. I can't believe I'm saying that. I guess, I guess I finally figured out how to do comedy. Just like I finally figured out this president is selfish. My God, I am an idiot and there's no other explanation. I apologize for the idiocy I bring in. Now, meanwhile, I know you enjoy the idiocy. Because only an idiot can play Big John, Little John for three years and say this is the greatest uh, song ever recorded. <laughs> And you love it. Now, let me tell you something about Tuesday's show. Uh, tonight, we have Lenny Marcus, Keith Robinson, and Rachel Feinstein. We're going back to our, you know, we got to go, we, I try and go off and on, go regular comics. The last week, oh God, last week, Olga and I got into a huge fight. She was supposed to be on the show. I think we're not friends anymore because she canceled, said I have to do something else. At seven, which was nowhere near the time of my show. And then I never heard from her again. She just said that. I'm like, well, I need, she's like, I'll tell you tomorrow. It was the rudest thing ever for a friend to do. And all the people that are more uh, up the ladder in comedy than her, nobody's canceled. And no one's treated me that way. It was very disrespectful. So anyway, I, I put in my friend Sophia on the, the model. And she was delightful. You know, she doesn't know anything about football. It doesn't matter. She's great. And she was a pleasure to work with. And I put on that girl, Courtney Davis. And I'm mad at her, too. I don't know what I was expecting with Courtney. But she's sitting there texting on her phone to her friend who's trying to buy a couch. That was so disrespectful. I'm so angry about it. But I had to let it go. It was a throwaway show. Everything's back to normal. Election day, 5 o'clock. It was a throwaway show. And that's exactly what it was, except for Elon, who's a delight. It was a throwaway show. It was a throwaway show. Let's just forget it ever happened. Maybe I, if I didn't have to uh, look at the scores or everything, I'd probably take it off. I'd ask them to take it off YouTube. Go back to normalcy this week. Lenny, Rachel, Keith Robinson. Hilarious. It's going to be great. Now, the week after, as you know, it has been confirmed. Larry from Three's Company. Let's go back to why you like the Nightfly and Dave Juskow. Larry from Three's Company, Richard Klein. 
Amy Yazbek, John Ritter's widow from Wings, from Problem Child, from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, worked with Mel Brooks multiple times, Dracula Dead and Loving It, Amy the Beautiful, still stunning, Amy Yazbek, and Tony-winning composer for the band's visit and Tootsie, David Yazbek. I mean, that is a show. The week after that, I believe Sarah Silverman and friends will be joining us. That will be the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I'm putting that together now, but I believe she will be our guest. Now, these are some fucking great shows I'm giving you on Tuesday nights, barring last week's, Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock, the Comedy Cellar YouTube channel, Comedy Cellar Nightly YouTube channel. You got to be watching these these lineups I'm getting are unbelievable. I mean, really unbelievable. I couldn't be more thrilled. Like I said, I'm trying to get sponsors because I really feel like I'm putting together some really eclectic, interesting guests and shows. And quite frankly, I can't wait to get rid of the football part because I feel like it almost slows down the show, but I also enjoy it as well. But I have my Sunday morning show at 10 a.m. where we can just actually just talk about football. So I kind of have my fix there that I don't need this anymore. But that's all right. Then it uh, saves some time for me that I got to, uh, you know, put stuff together and stuff. So anyway, whatever. Those are the shows. Uh, this week, by the way, I will be talking about the senior citizens lunch that my mother and I finally had, that I have been showing you the menu. Uh, my mother and I had it on Thursday. We went for the whole senior citizens lunch for fourteen ninety five. You get a soup, salad, entree, coffee, a drink, and dessert for fourteen ninety five. It was amazing. I had a, a cup of chicken noodle soup, a salad with blue cheese, lasagna with garlic bread and chocolate pudding with whipped cream for dessert, a Coke with lemon, and a cup of coffee. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and I'm back on the Nutrisystem diet. Now, that's hilarious. But I will tell you, since we left each other last week, on Saturday, you know, I was off the Nutrisystem diet knowing full well I was going to go on yesterday, when the, uh, last Monday, when this comes out on Tuesday, uh, last Monday. I knew I was going back on. Saturday night, I did. I was like, I knew I was going on Monday, so I ordered badly. And I was jonesing. I didn't know what I was doing this week for eating. I was getting so confused, and I'm like, oh, screw it. I'm going back on Monday. <sighs> Who cares? So I ordered Kentucky Fried Chicken. This time, instead of ordering eight pieces, though, knowing I wasn't going to be eating it, you know, another day, knowing I was going out for dinner on Sunday, I ordered the four-piece meal. And then a large tub <laughs> of, oh God, of mashed potatoes, gravy, and coleslaw. Ate the whole goddamn thing. Ate all four pieces of chicken. I mean, it was sick. And a Coke. Holy shit. Oh, man, was it good, though. It was totally worth it. And then I thought I was having a heart attack. So I went to bed, and because I was like, well, at least I'll die in my sleep. I swear to God. I was like, what's the matter with me? <laughs> And then on Sunday, um, the girl who I asked to go out said she might be hungover from Halloween, which she was, and she canceled. So then I tried to make plans with Olga, but then we got into a huge fight, so we didn't go out. So I ordered shrimp parmesan and uh, ate all that. And then I got a call from Liz, the comedy seller, hey, come down and do some time. And I'm like, what? I just got high and ate. I can't come out. I'm having a heart attack again. I couldn't even answer. I'm like, I 
there's the what they finally are giving me they're gonna let me do time at the comedy south it's never happened in my life and i was just way too full <laughs> there was no way i could go down it was a mess for two days i had just eaten like a bag of shit Oh, my God. Anyway, Monday, thank God I went back on that diet. I could have been more pleased. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was off of it. So Wednesday, I just go to the cellar. I had beer, and I had six wings. But I uh, only had, like, cucumbers and hummus for lunch. So I didn't eat anything. I didn't even have the raisin bread or anything. I ate nothing because that's my plan when I'm not on it, it's just one meal. And I know that's not a good plan, but it's my plan nonetheless. And then on Thursday, the same thing I went to my mother's. I had that huge meal, but ate nothing when I got home, except for cucumbers. And when I got to my mother's scale, after my week and a half of grossing, uh, you know, bringing it all back and eating everything I had, I thought really I'd put on back that 15 pounds that instantly. But I guess I didn't because I weighed myself again. I was at 185. And I'm like, I've only been on the diet for two days. How can I still be on at 185? So maybe, I don't know, maybe just eating the one meal because maybe the two meals, I'd come home, I'd eat at my mother's eat like that and then, you know, have dinner. And maybe not doing those extra meals is keeping the weight off because it certainly ain't, you know, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, recording this on Saturday, I've, I've been on it again Friday and Saturday. So whatever. I don't know. Again, for me, losing weight is wonderful, but the regulation of what to eat and not having to go around, and it sucks doing it on Saturday, but not having to pace around and be like, all right, wait, 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 wait. How should I organize my day? Wait, should I? I all right, I'll have a piece of toast in the morning with the bread. And then, and then, but then what am I going to do? Am I having lunch? Wait, I'll order at five o'clock and then I'll, maybe I'll have two dinners. And what am I going to order? I mean, I, this is such a disaster, let alone spending the money. I am totally out of money. I mean, it's over. I'm starting to panic. Just got another rent due. They're sending it to a collection agency. I guess that's totally fair. I don't, you know, I just, I still got a feeling it's all going to work out. I'm just not sure how. But I'm not that worried, but I can tell I'm having panic attacks. And a little nervous, but I am trying to, uh, you know, try, I, I don't know what I'm trying to do. I wake up every day and I'm like, let's do some work. But what kind of work am I doing? I'm working on Tuesday's show. That's not going to pay any money, but maybe it will. I don't know. I'm trying to get some sponsors. But I, I mean, I don't even know where to look for work right now. I mean, I go back to doing the old stuff I used to do. I think I'd rather be dead. For real. I don't want to work in an office again. Do I have to work in it? Does anybody work in an office anymore? I mean, I don't know how it goes. Who cares? And I, and I, for some reason, I'm not worried. I don't know why. I mean, I'm half worried, right? Because I know I'm having these panic attacks where I can't catch my breath, and I'm sure that is some form of stress-related, but somehow I still feel it's going to work out. I don't know. I can't tell you why. I guess I have faith. I have hope. Just like we left off last week saying it doesn't matter who's going to be president. I have hope that the American people are going to do the right thing and everything's going to work out because we're the greatest country in the world or we used to be. And I, I still believe that until he made that speech. And But it looked like I was right. All you needed to do was have faith and it did work out. 
and you can believe in America again. And I'm not saying Joe Biden's going to fix anything. He ain't going to fix nothing. It doesn't matter, though. We needed a little bit of normalcy back again. A little bit. A tiny bit. Someone saying, I'm going to work for people that are Republican and Democrat, people that didn't vote for me. We need that back. And we needed it quickly. So there wasn't an actual civil war in this country, which, why wouldn't that happen? Why wouldn't it happen? It happened once before. Why wouldn't it happen again? Totally could. So, good work. Those are my eating habits. <laughs> what else do we have planned for? Oh, and speaking of my eating habits, I think I'll be off the uh, diet again for the month. Um, I'm not sure how far it's going to go. Well, the McRib sandwich comes back nationwide on December 2nd. So I'll be ready for that. I don't know what day of the week to sell. Oh, no, I do know. It's a Wednesday. So I'll probably make sure I, it's a Wednesday. I'm usually off my diet on Wednesday anyway, so it's perfect. There is no way I am not getting two to three McRib sandwiches the day they open. I'm pounding my fist like, like Mussolini. I will, I will have a McRib sandwich if it kills me. I'm so excited about the McRib. I can't even stand it. It's going to be so delicious. The last time I had one was 2012 in Washington, D.C. with Rachel Feinstein's brother. And it was after a chi- we had a, few, a huge Chinese dinner with beer. I think I got high. Maybe I even did some drugs. <laughs> and then I had two McRib sandwiches because they were available in D.C. So I had to. And then, of course, I had diarrhea. Well, duh. So, very exciting stuff. The McRib coming back. I am so excited. I can't even stand it. Oh, and then I was talking about when I came home from my mother's one. I'm telling you, I can't. I can't take. Thank God. Thank God. Biden won because I, I'm. 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 I'm done with the the traffic. The the president. You know, some for some reason still being attached to New York City, even though he's not. I hope they tear down Trump Tower. I can't take it anymore. Sixth Avenue is closed. I'm trying to just get to my mother's house. I'm trying to get my car out of the garage. Sixth Avenue is closed. I got to go all the way around the city to get out of the city. And then when I come home, I have to look up. Are there protests? Are there protests? Why is Sixth Avenue closed? Are there going to be protests? Am I not going to be able to put my car back? So I get all the way home. I'm panicked already. I'm panicked. I stress so much when I come back into the city. And I... Stress because I don't know what's going to happen. I just want to put my car in the garage and be done with it because then I can relax. And of course, what's closed? Right where my garage is, that street. I'm on 7th and 56th and it's closed. There's a cop there and he goes, you can't go through. He's driving everybody. And I almost run him over because I'm trying to talk to him through my other window. And people are screaming, hey, you're trying to run over that cop. And I'm panicked. My heart is pounding. I'm like, sir, my parking garage is on this block. May I please go through? And thank God he was nice and polite. My God. And I hope he believes me. And I parked my car. And I'm talking to guys at the garage. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He goes, the street's been closed all week. Oh, fuck. It's so annoying. And then I go home. Fifth Avenue's closed off. 57th Street's closed off. There's all this stuff going on. I can't even get to my house to home base without just nonsense and tomfoolery and craziness. And I'm just like, I can't live here anymore. It's awful. And then this morning I go out and I was like, you know what? I'm glad I live in New York City. I mean, this, what? I'm banging my, what is happening? 
My mind is playing tricks on me. I'm losing it, man. I'm losing it. I'm going to lose it. What's that? Oh, I think that's from the... <laughs> I think that's from the TV show Soap. Remember Chuck and Bob? And the... Uh, and the puppet got like, he's not going to lose it. I got to find that clip. What is the matter with me that I'm sitting here going that? Uh, you remember the scene from Soap in 1977? <laughs> oh, my God. I am losing it. Or maybe I'm getting it back if that's what I'm. It comes down to. My God, I've, I really have lost my freaking mind. And I'll tell you, when I went out on Wednesday, I met my friend Jordan, who, you know, I went out with on Sunday my 25-year-old friend, and we hung out at the bar. And we went over to the cellar, and then I sat inside and ate again. Man, it sucks. I don't want to go back in. I just want to eat outside. I, you know, you got to be quiet. We're having a good time. We want to touch. She doesn't. We don't We didn't want to see any comedy. I just go there to support, but it, it was bad. You know, it's quiet in there. It's I don't mind seeing the comics normally and stuff if I'm with it. But I don't, want to, I don't even want to sit at the comics table without a mask. I don't know. It's all sketchy. But I want to be at the cellar and I want to support. I want to support the wait staff. So it's very confusing. But still had a good time. Mattel drove me home. He parked right in Washington Square Park. He's like, maybe I shouldn't have parked right there. You think my car is okay? And I'm like, yeah, I think the cops are surrounding it. So thank God. And he was kind enough to drive me. Oh, by the way, again, I know I talk about everybody, but he, you know, I watched his show again when he came down and he's like you know how come nobody eats owl he's like what do you think owl tastes like do you think owl tastes like a chicken that reads <laughs> dudes if you don't think it tells the greatest well then i don't know what your story is also last night i uh actually watched the bachelorette because i had been seeing all the news that there was a bachelorette who was supposed to be this year's person. And she immediately saw a guy. It was, I mean, I've been listening to Howard. She immediately saw a guy. It was love at first sight. And she's like, I don't want to date anybody else. This is it. So I've been reading about it. And I'm like, what an asshole. Like that they got, you know, they had to get a new bachelorette mid-season. So I'd heard about it. I'm like, I don't care. Even though my thing is set to record the bachelorette because of one season when I was watching it. I'm like, well, I'll keep it on because I do enjoy watching the last episode. But I can't sit through the nonsense. Two hours. Ugh. If it was an hour, maybe I could commit. So anyway, I saw this episode. I was like, I, oh, I, I guess it recorded the one where this happens. Where, you know, they, you know, listen, the show's been on for 20 years and, and there's actually some controversy that's kind of interesting. So this girl, yeah, apparently, and I was like angry and uh, angry because, yeah, you made a commitment to be on this show. But I, I guess the fact of the matter is if you actually fall in love, I guess it makes sense. That, that is the, even though it's TV show and you're supposed to run your course, if you fall in love, why would you want to go out with any other guys? Uh so that guy, Chris Harrison, comes in and talk to her, and I thought he was going to read her the riot act, and he's like, listen, I got to know what's going on. The guys are getting all upset. What are you doing? She's like, I'm in love with this guy, Dale. And, he, and I thought he was going to go, listen, you whore, you made a commitment to be on this show. But he was very well behaved. I would have been furious if I was the producer. I would have been like, hey. But on the flip side, I know it's an entertainment show, and it's a TV show, and it's a series, and you got you made a commitment, but 
I mean, that is the show, right? It's a reality-based show. So if somebody actually finds love and they want out and it's never happened before, I guess it makes sense. In fact, quite frankly, that should be the show. If, if you go through all the guys and you're like, I have found a complete connection with one dude, let's stop the show. That should be the show. The show shouldn't actually, when, I, when I'm thinking about it now, the show shouldn't, would be more entertaining if you go through the process and you do end it, that's wonderful. But if you find somebody, I'm like, look, I like this guy. I don't care about any of the other guys. I'm all in on this guy. And I feel, I believe he feels similar. That's when the show should end. There shouldn't be any commitment to how long it's going to go. You should go until you find love. That's what it's supposed to be about. And that's it. So it was fascinating watching the show. And then they brought in some new idiot. I don't know. And the guys are all angry because they they have been duped in a way. I always wonder what I would do if I was on that show. First of all, I would be hilarious on that show. I only wish they had it when I was in my 20s or 30s because I maybe I would have signed up because I let's face it folks I would have been hilarious um <laughs> I, I would have gotten up and done the Michael Keaton speech from Night Shift he goes are you kidding you guys you gotta be kidding me we got these guys we got these guys by the balls I say we take advantage of it you promised us we were gonna have a commitment to this TV show and we won. It's at the end speech that he says at the mayor's office. Don't you get it, Chuck? I would just be doing lines for movies. You guys would love it. Uh, the rest of the country who worships The Bachelor in a different way would be really angry. And they would make signs on the highway saying, please kick Dave Juskow off The Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Actually, it'd be funnier if I was on The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny on The uh, as what the Bachelorette. There's a there's so many black guys on it, and it was a white girl, and she ended up going out with a black guy, which is so funny. It's so different. Now the Bachelorette is a black girl, which makes sense, but it's so funny because for so many years, it was the joke that there was all these white girls and one black girl, and they always had her stay a little bit longer because it was polite. Now nobody cares anymore, but there were a lot of black guys on it for a, for a very white girl, but she chose a, a very light-skinned black guy, this guy named Dale. They seemed into it. They did a lot of kissing. It was, it was kind of hot. I mean, she's really into him. And that's kind of sexy. But, you know, again, if you're looking to find love on television, you're kind of a moron anyway. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a weird thing. You know, then it's like, well, why don't you just finish out? What you, I mean, what? How many? I don't know how many times she's been on that show. Apparently, a multiple of times. Maybe she's been on their other spinoffs and stuff. Why are you trying to? You know, you, you shouldn't go on that show more than once. You're like, well, I tried it on television, and that's it. And I'm telling you, I think next week I'm going to have my friend Sophie on, who applied for to be on The Bachelor. She's gorgeous. Um, she's having trouble finding a man in New York. That's very interesting. Maybe that'll take our minds off all this nonsense we're definitely going to need some uh some fun and that's why again you should listen to the tuesday show because it's fun and it takes your mind off everything although what is our minds on that uh, thank god we got a new president thank god we got somebody who's maybe gonna you know take a chance at uh you know science rehire dr fauci or whoever and listen to science scientists you know it's funny I listen to Howard Stern all the time, right? And he's just like me, right? We all 
He's a registered Republican. He votes for the best candidate. He liked Hillary and, uh, you know, he likes the Clintons. And, you know, finally, he finally, uh, he woke up, I guess, uh, about six months ago and just started saying, you cannot vote for Trump. He's insane. And I guess there was a couple, you know, it was all because of the coronavirus that Howard woke up. And I guess I woke up in a sense, too. If there's a president that's put our country in this, I know it's not his fault that the coronavirus happened, but maybe it is. So why not give somebody else a try? So Howard changes tune. That's not why I changed my tune, but we do have very similar political views. But if he has something I don't like, I, whatever, I can choose not to listen. But the whole whack pack, if you listen to Howard Stern, he's got a bunch of what they used to be called retards. Uh, now I don't know what, you know, they're slow or whatever. They all voted for Trump. What does that tell you? Thank you. Now, again, I don't know what my brother-in-law or somebody's going to say now. I assume they would say, well, he lost. I mean, now they're going to maybe they'll make fun of Biden. I don't have any problems with that. I don't care. You don't like Biden. You got you got problems with his policies. That's normal. But don't tell me that the election's rigged because then I know you're a crazy person. That's the one thing I will not tolerate. And I've tolerated everything. I'm on everybody's side. I talked to my friend Steve. He's like, yeah, you're the only person I can talk to about Trump. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I will listen to everybody because, I, again, up until Tuesday, I was like, well, whatever happens, happens. Meanwhile, I pretty much wanted Biden to win because of the coronavirus only. Got to give somebody else a chance. And again, if you're not wearing masks and you're not sending a message to the country in the time of crisis, you have to go. So it's beautiful. Now we'll see what uh, Sleepy Joe, as uh, (laughs) Donald Trump calls him. I think it's funny every time. But I am uh, excited to, I can't deny, I'm excited to see how this plays out. It's a little scary. I I mean, if he's going to threaten not to leave, well, how does that work? I've been thinking of scenarios in my head. Does the army come in if he's in charge of the army? But then on January 20th, he won't be. So then can't the army come in and arrest him and do all that stuff? So I am assuming that's the way it works. And this Giuliani, it's so funny. We worshipped him so much and he was so good. And now he's just a joke. And he's disgusting looking and weird. And it's just so strange to... He was so beloved, and he handled things so well after September 11th, and then just to be so weird, and you know, it's in that Borat film and everything. And I don't—I mean, I think I can see how that's all not him or whatever. They can, it's very obvious they have a, a double or something, but I can see they want to do. And he's the one putting together the lawsuits for the elections. I guess he's just—what are you going to do? You work for somebody, and they're your boss, and I know you have to make a decision, but. I mean, I guess somebody like Giuliani could quit. Somebody like me, if I was in that situation, maybe I can't quit because I need the money and I need the job. I think about this all the time. What do I do? What if I was working at the law firm and my boss told me something ridiculous I have to do? Well, you know, there were many times I was working on lawsuits that don't help other people. And uh, like, you know, where they, they uh, there was a guy that, owned a a bunch of small countries and he was like listen i don't care what you owe i want it now and i was like boy this isn't right or certainly working on uh, divorce papers where you know it seems like boy you're really being rude to these people whatever 
But you do it because it's your job. So what's the line? You know, where you cross where you might not be able to get work. You know, you're not going to be able to get a good recommendation. And again, you go back to the Holocaust and say, well, what was the price that these soldiers would just say, this seems wrong. And of course, you know, how can you feel you're being a patriot if you're shooting people who are not armed? I mean, even the Predator in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, I mean, this guy gives people a break that aren't armed. If you're not armed, you get a pass from the Predator. If you're armed, you know, he's going to take you out. Maria Conchito Alonso didn't get it because she found out she was pregnant. <laughs> I think that's Predator too. But uh, yeah, how do you how do you uh, say to yourself it's okay killing uh, all these civilians that aren't armed? I don't know. Well, hopefully I'll never be in that situation, and hopefully neither will you. Oh, here's one thing I wanted to add before we leave. So New Jersey voted yes on legalizing marijuana. Very smart, very obvious. Aunt Judy's already had it legalized, <laughs> and uh, and if you see what they did in Oregon. Oregon, they legalized coke. <laughs> oh my god! And meth, and mushrooms, and heroin. Is that smart? I don't know. Maybe. But so now Cuomo says broke New York should legalize tax pot in twenty one. Remember, I've been talking about this. Cuomo's such a douche. And such a two-faced bastard. You're looking at all these states. They're making hand-over-fist money on pot and gambling. The fuck is the matter with you? You're talking about New York is broke, especially after this. So, you, oh, we'll put it on the 21 election. I'm like, well, it's about time, douchebag. I'm just saying, it clearly makes a lot of money. It's not like legalizing Coke. You're legalizing pot. I haven't heard about any deaths yet or trouble with legalizing pot of you pot is a happy drug but cuomo's like it's a gateway drug yes perhaps it is but it also brings in billions of dollars and it mostly makes people happy and then makes them also want to eat in which they will purchase other items and makes them uh, also uh shop while high and purchase other things it helps the economy in every way you dumb fuck. Now, gambling, you could say, well, what if people have problems? Well, you're right about that. But pot, you can make a billion dollars right there. You legalize gambling, you make $2 billion. Your state needs it. I hate being a resident of New York at this point. Jersey seems to have it together. And I'll tell you another thing, too. I'll tell you this. These states that were counting elections so slowly, I understand the process and that's how it works. You want to get it right. But man, I'll tell you something. If I was governor and I thought for a second I was going to be the governor of one of those states that was counting this slowly, I would not make that happen. I would say, listen, jerk jerk offs, on election day, we better be ready. I want those votes. And by at least the next day, I don't want to be one of those states. Now, unfortunately, in Pennsylvania, they had a law that they can't count the mail-in ballots until the day of the election. What are you going to do? That's the law. But perhaps the governor should have, a year in advance, uh, been prepared to change it. But, well, of course, he didn't know what was going to happen. So that's all right. But, again, I don't know how it works. But, uh, well, that's the funny thing. 
you know, most of the time everybody goes to the polls. You count the polls and that's it. You count in the absentee ballots and the military. You count them later, but it doesn't matter. You know, it's only when when necessary to even count those when the polls already say this is what happened and, you know, you're so far ahead, you make a decision and then you just count them. It doesn't, I don't think it matters. But this year, obviously, it completely, everything's a, a mess. But what an interesting year, an interesting way of voting. And look how many people actually mailed in their ballots, the easiest way to do it, technically. The fact that you were able to uh, check online to make sure your ballot was received was brilliant, brilliant. So maybe we found our way of voting. It's just really funny to be, like we talked about last week, in 2020, the year 2020, and still have to wait for results of anything and counting ballots by hand. It's just, I don't know, there's something funny about that we haven't been able to figure out the perfect way to run an election electronically in the year 2020. Well, what a strange year it's been. Well, that's our show for today, everybody. I, I, I hope that you're, you're still with me and you're still a fan of the knife play. I don't think I said anything that everybody doesn't know already and that's not normal for a normal person to say. And I'm sorry it was so political and in your face today, but what are you going to do? I mean, it is a strange time. It's a strange life we lead at this point, and uh, we all want this uh, coronavirus. Well, except for me. We all mostly want it to go away. But... Um, it will, I guess, at some point. Do you think anything will ever go back to normal? I don't know. I mean, do I want it to go back to normal? I, I mean, for work-wise, I do. And the other part, obviously, I don't. Yeah, whatever. But I wouldn't mind going to a regular restaurant again or just walking around without a mask. So that wouldn't be horrible, would it? No. But whatever. It is what it is. And uh, most of us have, uh, you know, gotten through it. We'll see what the future holds. I will tell you what uh, hold is tonight's show at the Comedy Cellar Nightly Show will be a good, fun time. Obviously, maybe we'll talk a little bit about the election. Maybe not. Talk about Supermarket Sweep for sure. And uh, then the week after, obviously, it's going to be great for us. I mean, really great. Richard Klein, Amy Yazbek, David Yazbek. That's an exciting show. And the week after that, Sarah Silverman and Thanksgiving. I am looking forward to Thanksgiving. My family doesn't care about getting together. So we are all getting together on Thanksgiving, even with another family, and I guess we're going to catch the virus. What do you want me to do? I don't know. You know the people that, you know, I mean, listen, I, then I'm, i I got to get tested. i got to you know, keep getting tested every month and do the best I can. There's nothing else we can do. I, it's not fair for me to have a virtual Thanksgiving by myself. They're, they're not thinking about single people that are very sad and lonely. But, uh, whatever, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Anyway, folks, let's go, let's leave it an uplifting note. It's uh, it's Tuesday. It's a new day. It's going to be beautiful. We've got a great show tonight for you. Hey, everybody, we've got a great show for you tonight. It's going to be unbelievable. we got a lot of fun things. Next week, we'll get back on a much better track. I'll have the uh, video and audio podcast again because it's once a month. So we'll put it together, a nice YouTube show and audio, and hopefully I'll get all the audio correct this time, you dumb fuck. Yeah, that's me. It goes down. An idiot. So anyway, folks, I'll see you next time on the Nightfly. Be well. 
And congratulations if that's the way you feel. And I'm sorry. Better luck in 2024 if that's the way you feel. Because we are a bipartisan podcast. Is that the correct? I don't know. Anyway, good night, everybody, and God bless America.